I just want to understand it from your perspective in terms of where this country should be and that conversation. Isn't it funny how we speak about corruption and it's always about in the context of governance or public sector? Mm -hmm. You hardly hear of corruption in the private sector. So the question is why? Because in actual sense, it's not true. Because government does not, corruption does not happen within governments. Yes. <laughs> There's always other players that... The guys winning the tenders 99% of the time are not private yeah, sector, the private sector. You know? So, and then That's you take actually, it further. Yes, I like the way you take it like further into, for example, you know the number of times you go to park somewhere and the Askari that's helping you park your car is, is saying, okay, don't worry, I'll watch for you. Meanwhile, it's his job. But he says, don't worry, I'll watch for you. And they're over greeting you because they're expecting that by the time you're coming back, you will give them something. It's a culture. Mm. It's something that we have propagated because it's acceptable, but we only label it as corruption when it comes to government. But in actual corruption, the word corruption or the essence of corruption starts in the heart of man. Mm. Corruption would not happen if you in your heart, you're not desirous of something that you would otherwise not attain if you were to follow the process. Mm. If we're all to work by merit, we always feel like we'll be, you won't qualify and therefore you have to circumvent to be able to get through. But if the systems and the processes were working, both in terms of private, in terms of the, the citizens abiding, by the by the by the standards no, and the laws that have been set, and then the government actually enforcing corruption didn't happen. I'll use the example of um, Dubai. They normally say that the the reason why they reduce the rate of corruption is because there's no human interaction. So you almost have to remove human interaction <laughs> and only deal on uh, what is it called um, a virtual way or whether it's payment of of for services and all mm -hmm. that, so that there's no corruption. But in actual sense, man will always find a way around the, the mm. system. Mm. So we can't deal, in my view, with the issue of corruption unless you deal with the hearts of men. Mm. And you cannot regulate the hearts of men. You can't legislate the hearts of men. You can't tell, don't, you know, don't do X, Y, Z. Somehow your mind, your heart, your being naturally will want to do something to advance yourself because that's the nature of sin that we were born into. Mm. You want to advance, you prefer yourself, you prefer your family. That's why many people when they get into a position, the next person they're looking for, if there's an opportunity is there, their friend, mm. unless there's a, a way that that's managed, but in actual sense, there's a way that we always prefer, prefer, prefer ourselves, our family, the people that we have linkages to. Mm. So you can't regulate or legislate corruption. You can't deal with corruption outside of dealing with, with the mind and the heart of a man. And that can only happen when there's a certain, and it can't even happen by, by reason of morality. Yes. It's yes. not even a moral issue. Yes. This is a heart issue. And mm. the heart is desperately wicked above all things. Mm. So while we speak about corruption, there has to be a heightened awareness in my view of a restoration to why you're doing it in the first place. That, that reason why you're doing whatever you're doing has to be higher than just self-preservation, uh -huh. self, you know, accumulating for yourself. It, it started in the garden, you know, when, when Cain was like preferring himself over mm -hmm. his brother. Mm -hmm. the, and we only allow, or rather corruption only thrives when we think that the resources are few 
and therefore I have to accumulate as much as I can for myself because the more I get for myself the lesser my brother has you understand mm -hmm. but if we change that mentality which again cannot happen by reason of laws yes. there's no amount of laws that will reduce corruption in my view not in this country not even in the countries that claim to have no corruption because while that's the picture there's, and the narrative you mean it's, it's, it's hidden corruption it's hidden corruption it happens so I think that there's a way that the hearts of men have to be dealt with and that can only happen in my view divine intervention you know and god just changing the hearts of it because there are groups and caucuses of people in which people actually prefer one another it's possible mm -hmm. but that can only happen when there's a transformed mind from the family level to an environment i mean look at even in the chat sometimes that's where certain things thrive that ought not to try to thrive mm -hmm. in schools you know in different places institutions that ideally should uphold uh, no corruption that's where sometimes those things thrive and they shouldn't so it has to start from a very tender age first of all but it also has to start from a different level altogether away from morality and what is right or wrong mm. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful that is absolutely beautiful so what's next for Sela? i guess you'd have to stick around to see <laughs> i love it all i know it's gonna be big all you know it's gonna be big yeah okay no, not a single problem parting shots like i want you to first and foremost thank you so much like i even feel like this what do you mean it's at the end i'm trying to look for random questions from i'm the not sky. that old I'm, not, I'm trying to look for random questions from the sky so that i can keep this conversation going but i just want to honor you and just tell you thank you so much thank you so much because of coming to cta thank you so much because you have honestly and i was having a conversation with Monday and i was saying the thing about honestly speaking about your life um some people don't want to honestly share about their day-to-day -day, um, conversations and relationship with God, even that positive side, because of the perception of how people will see them. Do you get what I mean? So you have come here and honestly shared about ups and downs of your life. Um, for the sake, and I can see your heart, I can f not see it, but f feel it, see it, for the sake of the people who are watching, for them to benefit from the life that is that, that you've had. It's like you are, I use the light that leads to the light. You are, you are, you are trying to reflect them to, to hear of your life, yeah. not to see you, not to see the big organizations and your accomplishments, but for them to see the God that has served in your life mm. and let them know that they have exact same access to this God yeah. as you. You've also tried to acknowledge and praise God and let him know that you're grateful for what he has done in your life by you sharing your testimony. Mm. You get and yeah that this conversation for me i'm being very selfish right now <laughs> has been so thought-provoking affirming and challenging at the same time yeah. in in terms of your sharing so can i pray for you sure heavenly father i say thank you so much for Sela. i thank you so much for her life i thank you so much for what it is that you have done in your life i thank you so much for just the journey it is that you have walked with her i want to pray for her for her next season whatever that may be you are the one who knows you are the one who has planned it you are the one who has set it in the exact time um, and i just want to bless bless it um, according to your will according to your purpose that it may happen um, yeah excited to see what it is that you're going to do later on in her life and ask a cta and the viewers watching and you guys are going to type amen in the comments <laughs> Uh, we just want to just say a big thank you to her. Excited to see what where her journey goes to. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So now you look in the camera and you just give your parting shot to anybody who may be watching you.
for everyone who's listened to my story, I know beyond a shadow of doubt that um, I would not have it any other way, regardless of how the number of lessons I've had to learn in terms of my work with God, getting to know Him and getting to discover myself in God. I wouldn't change it for any other thing. There's a script that we are all given about life, whether it's about your career or about you know family life or everything that basically is, is stipulated for an average person to do or to become. But then there's a there's another higher level that where everything or every one of those things fits into God. And one of the things that I know beyond a shadow of doubt is that if I was to die today, I know God would be pleased with me. Not because I have done things, but because I have walked with Him. And I'm confident to date, even to the many things that I may not have shared, I know beyond a shadow of doubt that the confidence that I have is that there's nothing greater for me, no greater value that I place on than to know that he, he approves of me, that he has, he's pleased by what I'm doing and how I'm living my life. And so my prayer is for you as you're watching this and listening to this, especially for the many of us who have had those moments where God is nudging you to do something and because of friends, because of family, because of life, because of career comfort, because of the, maybe the journey that you've already walked through, you find it difficult to switch from the pathway that you're on into the pathway that God has chosen for you. I tell you the truth that everything that you think you've lost or you will lose, you will gain it a hundred and fifty or a hundred and more percent if you embrace the alternative which is the will of God for your life. And for everyone who does not know God, if you don't know this experience of God, I invite you to get to know Him. I invite you to not, not to religion where you just go to church because it's a thing to do on Sundays or you pray just be, you know, to a God that you do not know of. I introduce you to a God who is real, a God who can actually order your steps in life, a God who can tell your story like it's, a you know, like it's a book that has been written, very well written by himself. I invite you to open up your heart and receive him and get to know him afresh because this God is real. And I know this because I know that there are greater levels. In Isaiah 58, 12, it talks about desolate heights. And that's the thing that I'm pursuing, to attain to the thing that is in the mind of God that man has not attained to. Because I constantly look at what is in scripture. I look at the men like Moses, like Abraham, like Esther, like, like Joseph, all these stories that we read about, and they're amazing on so many levels. And I keep asking myself, why can we not attain to even half of these things? Because I know that we, we've not seen the things that these, things, these guys have experienced. Like, when was the last time that God showed up in form of a plague just to defend a people? We read of stories that are of the old, and yet God's, Christ said that I go to the Father, and if you believe in me, you will do the things that I did, and greater things than this will you do because I go to the Father. This is my pursuit. This is my pressing in point, that there has to be more to God than what we have experienced so far. And if God requires a man, because I know that he will not do it himself, he requires a man, a woman, he requires somebody who's able to give of themselves, that he can come on the earth to express himself. I give of myself and I hope that you can join me today in surrendering everything that you have believed life is and embracing a whole totally different new way of thinking and new way of walking with God so that he can find a reason and a, a basis to express himself on the earth. God bless you guys and I pray that your life um, is encouraged and challenged even as you've listened to my story. The Lord bless you.
A big thank you. Once again, a big thank you to you, Stella. A big thank you to Amanda and the rest of the team who have been behind the scenes and ensuring us just so that this can happen. A big thank you to my main man, Dero, who is right here with us. Last but definitely not least, a big thank you to Hemingway's Karen for just the amazing hospitality. Now let's go eat some lunch. Bye-bye. Do you actually say that on camera? <laughs>